So we're continuing our series today. Um, we are going to life principle number two. Who remembers life principle number one? It was quite long, actually. Anybody remember what it was? Might have to go back and look at it. Um, do you remember it, Nate? Do you remember what it was? Intimacy with God, which is his highest priority for, for our lives. Okay, good. So you got, got that going on. Today's principle is a lot shorter, and probably we're not going to be talking about it as long. Uh, but I do have a couple of questions for you through the, the sermon that will uh, hopefully that will give you a little bit of time to kind of work out as we go. Today's life principle is simply stated, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Um, pretty simple, right? How many of you have this life principle down in your life? Yeah. I wonder if you could think about, just for a moment, a time in your life, can you, can you think back at a time in your life where maybe it was a couple of times, maybe it's a lot, but a, a very key time in your life where you said and you, you, you made that conscious decision or choice that you said, I am going to obey God. Now think about that. Was there any time in your life in the past where you can say, you may even know the date, <laughs> or you may have the, the circumstance in your, in your mind of, yes, I remember that clearly. I remember clearly making that choice. Today, I am going to obey God in this situation. No matter what happens, no matter what the consequence, no matter who makes fun of me, no matter if I get... Uh, uh, persecuted or made fun of or my family disowns me or you know whatever the consequences today I'm going to obey God I thought about that this week about looking back on my life and there have been several key days that I can look back and remember yes I remember specifically saying that in my mind, I am going to obey God in this situation. That's kind of what we're going to talk about this today, this idea of obeying God, this conscious choice to obey him. Exodus in Exodus 19, 5 and 6, it says, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. If you what, does it say? If you obey him. So what he's saying there is, is obedience to him is really, 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 really important. And he's saying it is key, it is key or essential to having a connection with him and a relationship with him. He says, if you obey me, I'm going to make you guys a special type of person. You are going to be a treasured possession. Do you want to be God's treasured possession? That would be cool. 
that's an interesting uh, concept to kind of think about. Do you guys have treasured possessions in your life? Things that you, uh, above all, all the things that you own, all the things that you possess, you have two or three things that these are my treasured possessions. Well, that's what God says you are to him if you obey him and if you make choices that reflect your obedience to him. So that's, that's what we have to look forward to if we get this right, this idea of obedience, this life principle of obedience. So number one, if you look in your notes on your phone, number one point today is obeying God is essential or key to pleasing him. In other words, it's one of those key ingredients. When you make a, a, a cake or cookies or that famous grandma's recipe, it doesn't quite taste the same if you leave out an ingredient or put too much of something in, is it? I remember one time, I might have told you this before, but I remember one time calling my grandmother when she was still living. I really was hankering for some peanut butter cookies that she made. And she had, uh, I said, Grandma, you got to give me that recipe. So I was really hungry for peanut butter cookies, so I kind of list halfway listened to her about the recipe and I got off the phone and I started making these peanut butter cookies and I had them all on the cookie sheet I put them in the oven and I kept looking at them you know they didn't take very long to cook and they just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger and by the time it was done they were about that thick <laughs> and the, they were all had melted together into one giant peanut butter cookie pizza and I was kind of excited. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. I was like, that's, that's going to be good. And so <laughs> I got them out of the oven. I put them on the counter. And I got an actual pizza cutter out. And I cut it into the pizza shape. Cut, you know, the cuts, the triangle pieces. I took one out. And I gave it a great big bite. And then I spit it right out. <laughs> I had put baking soda instead of baking powder, and I had multiplied the quantity by about three or four times what it was supposed to be. And so it's kind of like that. Obeying God is a key ingredient. If you're not obeying God, you're like that peanut butter pizza. You might look good on the outside. You might think, oh, this is so good. My life is so awesome. But there's something missing from that recipe. If we're not actually obeying God, we may look okay to most of the world, but there's something terribly wrong with our connection with God. Does that make sense? 1 Samuel 15, 22, Samuel said, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings as sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. In other words, Samuel is saying here that God wants your obedience more than he wants your sacrifices, more than he wants your burnt offerings or your sacrifice of giving him an animal on the, the, the burnt offering altar. He would rather you just obey those simple commands. I want to ask you guys as parents, some of you parents out there, is there any more delight than when a child obeys? Really? There, in my mind, that is one of the all-time greatest feelings 
when you have when you have reared a child and helped them to become uh, you know further along in their growing and then when you see them out there kind of making some of their own choices and decisions and when you see them make a choice and a decision that that you have helped them and you have instilled in them and that you have kind of helped them as a child and you think man that does does your heart skip a beat when that happens it does as a as a father or a mother to see your child obey you even without you saying anything that's that's an amazing feeling parents is that an amen yeah it's it's it is an amazing feeling in contrast to that when that doesn't happen it breaks your heart it's exactly the opposite and it's it's a sad thing and it 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 actually puts little chinks in the relationship between you as a, a mother or father and and your children in our culture today there's this parenting style that's being more and more accepted as we allow the child to raise itself have you heard this you know, the child will decide what to do and when to do it. But in the real world, we know that when raising a, a child, we have to guide them. We have to direct them. We have to teach them. We have to train them. And we have to warn them when they're about to do things that are dangerous or, or harmful. And I believe that there's no better feeling than seeing a child who you've directed, taught, trained, guided, warned, when they obey and they heed all of those lessons that you've been trying to teach them, man, that is such a great feeling. I uh, went to a local business this week and uh, was talking to a gentleman, and he was telling me a story. Not sure actually how we got started talking about his life, but it just kind of flowed. And he was talking about he had, he's had three um, marriages, and all three of them have had ended in divorce and he was talking about his second marriage and he was talking about how he loved this woman that he married but yet she had a, a previous child and the previous child was in his description was a bad egg he was one of those uh, children that just did not obey he had a he, he rebelled every time that he was told to do something he did the exact opposite and everything um, over their marriage, this particular child became a huge problem. Uh, he later in his teens he got involved in drugs and um, all these you know uh, thefts and he spent time in prison and uh, just had a, a really huge effect on the whole family. And he said, really, I would still be married to that woman if that child had obeyed. So what I, I want you to see about that story is that your obedience is essential to your relationship with God. That child, had he obeyed, would have been a key component in the relationship of that family. It could have held that family together. Your obedience to God sends ripples through your families and through your marriages and through your uh, workplaces and school places. And it's critical. Your, your obedience to God determines 
really how your life goes and the lives of those around you. It's an essential component. It's a key component to you pleasing him. Question, can you remember the last time you felt tempted to do the opposite of what you knew God desired, wanted for you? Can you remember, it might have been this week. <laughs> can you remember a time where you were tempted to do the opposite of what you thought God would want you to do? Think about that just for a little bit. Maybe a struggle erupted in your, in your heart, in your mind. A question came up in your mind, oh, should I do this or should I not? I really don't think God would want me to, but I really want to. And that struggle, you know what I'm talking about? That struggle in your heart, you're kind of like in two minds of what to do. And you know the one way you really are desiring to do this one way, but you know, you think, well, maybe God wouldn't, I don't know if God would want me to do that. I think we've all kind of been there. And we ask ourselves, will, will obeying God cost me more than disobeying him? That's, that's the real question, isn't it? Will obeying God cost me more than disobeying him? Will I be happier by not doing what God wants? And many times we answer, yes. Well, I'm trying to tell you, that the answer is no. This life principle of obey God and leave all the consequences of him, in the, the, the overall scheme of this life principle is that you will not be happier doing what God doesn't want you to do. We think we will, temporarily. But I'm telling you, just like that gentleman I talked to today, or this week, about how one person who disobeyed can send ripples through the whole family. I'm telling you, we will do that with our relationship with God if we choose the easy path. Obeying God is a key to connecting with God and pleasing Him. Secondly, when we choose to obey Him, we take the way of wisdom. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And you can see this in your app. If you're looking on your phone, you can see those scriptures listed there. Psalm 111.10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commands. His praise endures forever. So in other words, those who do his commandments or obey his commandments, they have a good understanding of wisdom. When we choose to obey God, we take the way of wisdom. His promises of blessing for obeying him far outweigh any possible consequences that we will endure. That's wisdom. Wisdom is being able to look out and see future consequences of our decisions. You know, when we think of someone wise, we think of the old guy up on the mountain with the big gray beard, right? And you're hiking up the mountain to, to ask him this meaning, the meaning of life question. Wisdom that comes from that source really is just someone who's able to look out and see the consequences and weigh them properly. That's what wisdom is. 
God asks us just to simply obey him and he will take care of all those consequences that we think might harm us or might be hard for us. It's a good thing to be wise. How many of you have been wise at one point in your life? I think we all kind of have those wisdom moments where we're wise. And wisdom is good. Wisdom is great. But let me tell you what is better than wisdom. You might think, well, what is this? It is even better to realize when you are not wise and listen to someone who is. That's even better than having wisdom. It's realizing that you just don't know what's going on and you want to listen to someone who really knows what he's talking about. When we listen to God who has all wisdom, then we prove that we are wise as well. When we listen to him, the decision to obey God is never a mistake. Never a mistake. It is always wise. So let me repeat that. The, the, the decision to obey God is never the wrong choice. It's always the right choice. And let him take care of those consequences. Number three, God expects obedience not because he's some strict taskmaster, but because he knows the devastating effect that disobedience and sin will have on our lives. Read that through a little bit on your phone and let that sink in. Romans 8.15 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Rather, the spirit you received brought you about and your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And what that scripture is basically saying is that we sometimes think that the spirit we received is a spirit of fear, a spirit of slavery. In other words, that we, we have to serve God because he's this, this evil ogre, this taskmaster that says, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to smite you down with the almighty smiter. You know, that's not the spirit, it says, that we have been given. What does it say the spirit we have been given is? It's a spirit of adoption as sons and daughters. In other words, we are children children of God and we are able to cry out to God and call him what Abba father we're able to call him dad that's the spirit that we've been given so this idea of obedience isn't the idea that we are we're out there just doing what God says because if we don't he's gonna smite us with the mighty smiter you know what the mighty smiter is right giant hammer that comes down and smashes you is that how you think God works? He doesn't work that way. Maybe maybe somebody in your life worked that way. Maybe your own father was that way. But that's not how God is. God, our Father, gives us a connection and relationship with Him through adoption. And He allows us to call Him Father, to call Him Dad. We have a hard time believing that anyone on this earth could know better than us sometimes. Um, what we don't realize is that God knows us better than anyone else. 
you know, we often demonize God and we think, how could he know what we're going through? He doesn't know. And just like Brett said this morning, does he know? He's been through everything. He knows what you've been through. And we demonize God, and when it comes to making a, de a decision to obey God or not, we say in our minds, God just wants to control me. He just wants to steal my joy. He doesn't want me to be happy. It's really the exact opposite of that. He really wants you to be happy. He wants you to obey Him because He knows that when we obey Him, it will lead us to the best possible life we could ever have. Full of joy, love, and peace. Yet we have a hard time believing that. We have a hard time believing that because we think we are better judges of our own selves. We forget that God created us. We're much like Adam and Eve in the beginning, right? You remember Adam and Eve in the beginning? Yeah, God didn't really mean for us to obey Him. We can eat the fruit. It looks good. Oh, it tastes good. Here, Adam, God was wrong. It's great. It's wonderful. They fell into this trap of thinking that they knew more about themselves than God knew. It's kind of like a car telling the person who put the car together, you don't know anything. I'll run without oil. How long you run without oil? Not very long. And soon we figure it out. Sometimes we figure it out much too late. It's hard to get out of the consequences that we've made for ourselves. We often think it's easier to be angry at others instead of love them. We often think it is easier to hold a grudge than to forgive. It's more fun to not do what God would want me to do. But what we don't understand is that each time we don't obey God, it starts a cancer growing in our heart. And that cancer, the cancer that kills and destroys, and every time we don't obey God, that cancer grows a little bigger and grows a little bigger, and our relationship with God gets a little smaller and gets a little smaller. Every time we don't follow Him, that cancer just eats away. It kills and destroys our relationship with Him. It sends ripples throughout our lives and affects our lives and the lives of everybody around us. Your, listen to this. Your obedience to God or disobedience to God will change and impact your life. But it will also change and impact the life of your partners, your children, and the generations of your family to come will be impacted by the decisions you make today whether to obey or not to obey God. You don't think that that's true, but it is. It's very true. I'm living out some of the consequences that were of decisions that were made by my grandfather and his father before him. That's the way obedience works. As a loving father... God expects obedience, not because he's a, a cruel taskmaster, but so that our lives can be the fullest and the best that they can possibly be. Okay. 
Lastly, just want to tell you that God will always bless the choice to obey him. He will always bless it, 100%. He will never be upset with you or be cruel to you if you obey him. That choice will always be the best choice. Psalm 119, the first two verses says, Blessed are those who whose way is blameless and who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies and who seek him with their whole heart. Blessed are you who obey him. If you obey him, you're going to be blessed. There's just, there's no, there's nothing around that. I can't, I can't tell you that enough and, and loud enough that God will always bless the choice to obey him. Obedience isn't always easy, and it often isn't easy. You may and probably will receive criticism from others or face fierce obstacles and opposition to following him and obeying him, but it will always put you in a favorable position with who? With God. Other people may not understand it. Other people may not support it. Other people may give you, uh, excuse my French, crap in your life for doing it. But God will always bless you for it. And I guess you have to you have to weigh who's more important to impress, or who's more important to be connected to. Is it God or everyone else? Sitting in a meeting years ago, one of those moments I spoke about earlier, sitting in a meeting uh, a few years ago, I could remember sitting in this meeting, and I went to this meeting like any other meeting thinking that it was just a boring old meeting, because <laughs> I hate meetings. And I thought, oh, let's just get through this meeting so we can go on and get about our daily lives. And it was a meeting that Tim and Don had called us to. And it was the meeting where they announced that they were going to move back to the United States. And immediately, Lynn and I go, what are we going to do? <laughs> and Tim and Don actually said to us, you guys need to work out what you're going to do because if you guys aren't going to stick around and, and help the church to grow, then maybe North Lakes will be no more or maybe we, we'd have to split up the church and, and send people to other churches or, or whatever. And so that started within Lynn and I, this process, this process, process of asking ourselves, what does God want us to do? And it was not very long after that meeting that Lynn and I sat down and we made the choice, we felt like God was saying to us to stay. We didn't know why, because we didn't have maybe some of the skills that we thought we should have to continue on with the church here. Um, we also knew that we would be completely on our own when we had had Tim and Don with us before, which was a huge support, because they're a very talented family. But we didn't know. We didn't know. Had we made the, the choice to go, I don't think anybody would have maybe blamed us, but this church would have been hugely affected. Your lives would have been hugely affected. And we thought, what are we going to do? And we felt like God was saying for us to stay, 
but we couldn't see why he was asking us to do that. Um, so we decided to obey God and leave what? Leave the consequences to him. And I can tell you right now, that was the right choice. Because now we have new team members who are coming along who are going to be able to help with the church. We've got uh, yourselves who are growing in, in Christ and becoming more, uh, more Christ-like each and every moment. And I can really see why God made, had us make that choice back then. I couldn't when I made the choice. I couldn't see it at all. But I can really see what God was doing now. And that's kind of how this principle works. Sometimes you just have to what? You just have to obey and let God work it all out. Because now the future of this church is very, very bright. We have uh, a team that's going to be able to uh, work with us through the future. We have, uh, we have other things that are happening that you guys don't quite know about that are going to really, really give us a great opportunity to reach out to this community and make a difference and, and fulfill God's mission here at North Lakes. And it set, that decision sent ripples through your lives. It wasn't just about Lynn and I, but that decision sent ripples through Katie's life and our sons and daughter-in-law's life, through your guys' lives and through Nate's life and Nathan and Marie's life. None of that, none of that would have happened had we decided to not obey God in that situation. So you see how that works? So I ask you again, I ask you again, it's very important. Obedience is not easy. Oftentimes we don't know what the future holds, but God is asking us to obey him anyway and allow him to work out the details and the consequences. He will take your obedience and he will take care of all the concerns that you have. Everything that you put up against making the right choice, he will say he, he will take care of that. He will keep you on the path and he will keep you moving forward to what he wants. Sometimes we can't see it, but we have to have faith and trust in him that he knows what he's doing. We have to, to obey him and leave the rest to him. So I ask you once